Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's not too late for Urban Meyer to order another round of shots. Welcome to the Chiefs are still in last place edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles observer, Daniel Hardigan. Another week, another deuce to flush. Uh, with us as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, congrats on beating the Eagles. Great job. Yeah, thanks. We are the ones that pushed the deuce out into the toilet, flushed it for you. Uh, great, great win on offense. That's for sure. I mean, it looked worse than it was. We got 30, but really that was some garbage. So you really gave up like 23, which isn't that bad. I mean, sure. The shitty Eagles did whatever they wanted, but so did we. We didn't punt. So did we. No punts in the entire game. That's nuts. Hey, that third voice you hear, Washington football team fan, Jamel Johnson. Jamel thrilling comeback what'd you do to celebrate um i didn't watch a second of it and i recorded three podcasts <laughs> going with the the harsh reality route of a, of a sunday victory for the team yeah if only. i mean since i've moved to la they only win when i don't or can't watch mm. was this a don't or can't situation well it was can't and, well, it started as a don't, then it turned into a can't. It would be nice if the Washington team defense uh, worked as hard as you did, Jamal. They they got a kick return, so they're trying. That's special teams. We're going to go ahead it, and credit that to the special teams. Well, I'm just speaking fantasy defense, my bad. DFC. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I am still trotting those guys out in my dad's league. He's yelling at me repeatedly to drop this team. He's like, can you find a better defense? I was like, if they can't show up against the Falcons, then yes. And they didn't. So, great. What now, did they end up with even having scored a touchdown? Like four or five. That's that ridiculous. Just yeah, I mean, they don't do anything. They just give up 30 points a game. Yeah, well, you got it. They They suck, and I like them. Carry on. <laughs> uh, hey, let's get into this show. You know how we start the show. We start the show the same way every week. We talk about what we hated about watching the NFL. Uh, Danny, we're four weeks in. What did you hate about watching football this week? I'll tell you what I hated, guys. I hate the fact that our inter-podcast rivalries suck. Oh. 
Yeah, that's right. They fucking sucked. This past game, Chiefs Eagles, is proof. Now that all of us have deeply flawed teams, <laughs> it's not even fun to talk shit when our teams play each other. Like, you'd think it'd be more fun that for the first time in the history of this pod, all of our teams will play one another during the season. That should be cool. We should be doing something about that. Yet we did not plan anything cool for Chiefs Eagles. We weren't even in the same state. I was in New York. To be honest, I was driving to the airport for most of the fourth quarter of that game. Oh, wow. When we had it in hand, I was in an Uber on my way to JFK. And we sent, uh, we sent a few texts back and forth. But that was it. That was all that we did. Dan, I wanted to stomp on your grave. I wanted to be there in the room to see the suffering in your eyes when the Chiefs beat the Eagles. But then when the day actually came, neither of us could gather up the energy. We've got three interpod matchups left in this season. Something's got to change, fellas. This is not good. This is not a good look for us. We need to step it up. Even if our teams suck, even if we're two and two, one and three, whatever it is right now, even if we fu- even if it's the exact same the rest of the season, no better, no worse. We need to do something for the listeners at least to prove that we're still into this game. Well, the, pro- the the problem is we all have agreed that the Chiefs are the best of the three teams. So it's just like not fun to walk into a game and it's like, oh, yeah, Danny's team's going to win. I'm not going to get fired up knowing <laughs> that your team is going to win. That doesn't fire me up. Did you – was Dan, was there a moment in that Eagles game, at least in the first half, where you thought you guys had a shot? There truly wasn't. Uh, personally, for no, personally, there wasn't. I, I wrote us off after the Cowboys Monday night debacle. Once you lose, see, that's the hard part, too. And I think it just might be a scheduling problem specifically for this season. Because um, six days earlier on Monday night football at Dallas in front of the world, we took uh, ass whipping. And so I was just a broken person going into the Chiefs game. I already am out on my team. I was not happy or excited to watch them. Of course I watched because, you know, we've talked about it before. When your team sucks, you start glancing around the league. Maybe I got my eyes on this team or that quarterback. I've always had my eyes on the Chiefs. They're the the bell of the ball. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. So getting to watch them was kind of a pleasure. Oh, my God. I don't even – I know. It's disgusting. And I'm still probably just broken because I hate Nick Sirianni and I think the defense – when, when you have a bad defense, and Danny, you do, I guess all of our teams do, um, it's kind of the worst type of team to watch. Because yeah. even if Jalen Hurts plays well and puts up 30 points, I still don't think we can win. We've given up 40-plus points in, back to back, in the span of six days. It's true. I mean, we have an all-world offense and an all-toilet defense, and that gets us to two and two. That's like you have to have the best offense in the league to be able to compensate for a shitty defense. If you don't have a top three offense, you're you're the Eagles. That's basically what it is, because you guys do have a good offense. You just it's just good enough. Yeah. And um, yeah, would I have liked to see them upset the Chiefs and watch you go to one and three and come on here and just kind of lose your mind yeah of of course i would have liked that 
there's just no part of me that thought it was possible. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so it sucks too because you watch Jalen Hurts and he's kind of like we've talked about it, the ultimate intangibles quarterback. He could not have a better answer other than the deuce flushing thing and better work ethic. I think he's a fucking good player and he's stuck on this trash ass team. I feel bad for him. Honestly, if you look at his stats through his first like eight starts, he's really fucking good, but that we don't win. Cause in what was I have a number? I think it was five of his eight starts. We've given up 33 plus points. You see what happens, Danny? You see what happens when, when guys care about their teams, Dan starts droning on yep. about Jalen Hurts stats that mean nothing. It means a lot. Well, I, you know, just for the sake of the listeners who don't know, at the beginning of this podcast, you may talk about how shitty your teams are, but you two were the only two wearing your team's hats. I had to go into the closet while Dan was droning, droning on just to try to grab my Chiefs hat so I could fit in. And I'm supposed to have the best team. You guys still, there's love there for your teams. There's belief. You just don't want to be vulnerable and let yourself believe that. This is just a cool hat. It's camo print and it's a, a, a legal logo. I feel like Kanye West. Remember when he was wearing the Confederate flag on everything? You would wear any hat of any team, but you chose the Washington football team today. You could wear, you've worn many hats, literally. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple at one time. Yeah. Wigs underneath. <laughs> I suspect um, you own a Chargers construction helmet. helmet. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Helmet. Uh, quickly, last Jalen Hurts thought since, yes, there is love <laughs> there. And obviously, I'm wearing the hat. Oh uh, we're going to have three first round high picks next season, which means we're going to have any quarterback we want. So there's this weird middling thing where it's just like, Jalen has to play his ass off or he's gone next year because we are just going to buy whoever the hot college quarterback is unless this guy goes bonkers this season. That's just what's going to happen. So that's what I'm rooting for. The college uh, football quarterback landscape is terrible. I don't know. I've, I've started to get a little bit more into college because my wife uh, is a Nebraska fan. So I've been filling my Saturdays with Nebraska football. I've been, I watched Spencer Rattler supposed to be the number one where su- everybody's sucking for spencer fake mahomes he blows all he's got <laughs> is the haircut and the and the 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 multiculturalism other than that nothing like mahomes absolute <laughs> bullshit this guy could be number one do not get a quarterback stick with jalen hurts that's all i got to say build the team around him sure i, I look i unfortunately i don't ha- i don't have a voice in that uh that that owner's office. So uh, I I like Hurts too. I don't think he's part of the problem. Jamel, what'd you hate about watching football this week? Uh, I hated that this week and last week the early games and the midday games have overshadowed the WNBA playoffs. Come on, guys! Mm. Look, I know that football is important. I was watching some of them games too, but. That's no reason for ABC to black out a playoff game so that I can watch. Let's let's see who was on. Jets, Broncos. The fucking fuck, man. Every Jets game should be blacked out. 
It's the playoffs. This was supposed to be important to us. We all pretend to like baseball in October. Why? Because it's the playoffs and it matters. Now we're telling these, these female elite champions that their games don't matter. So I can look at, oh, let's see. Let's see who else had, had an early game. Oh, Browns Vikings this week. Wow, what a what a fun football match. Two teams that couldn't stop anybody suddenly forgetting how to score. Wow, I'm having fun. Meanwhile, Diana Taurasi's 39 years old. She scored 37 points at the age of 39. On like what, 12 attempts or some shit? She had like eight threes. It's ridiculous. Michael Jordan couldn't do that shit. Kobe didn't do that shit. Nobody did that shit, and I can't watch it. It's like a fucking astronaut going to space. I want to see that shit too. Show me more space launches instead of fucking Texans bills. How about you take me to Cape Canaveral? Aren't they bumping uh, these games from their home floors too? It's been uh, disrespectful all around. Yeah, they had to play at Arizona State. This is an organization with four championships. Still, the parties at Arizona State are amazing. You know, I mean, that's true. I mean, come on. The hottest co-eds for at least 30 years running. And a lot of the ladies of the WNBA are gay. That's just a slam dunk. So, hold on. I agree with what you're saying here. And, you know, these networks aren't carrying these games. They're putting on football. Obviously, football is going to get bigger ratings. So it's like, how do they compete with that is the hard part. Maybe it's a scheduling thing. I'm not saying you got to be afraid of the NFL. But from a ratings perspective, a little bit, I mean, they'll beat anything, not just women's basketball. They beat the uh, the NBA all the time. That's true. So it's keep trying to watch 60 Minutes on Sunday, and it keeps getting preempted by football. Why isn't 60 Minutes on at its regularly scheduled time? Come on, man. And it's like CBS has a contract with the WNBA. Just throw me the score and the ticker, dude. That's a great point. Um, That's a great point. These other networks, yeah, are airing some of these games, and they have relationships with the league. You can give me highlights at halftime. You could give me updates on the score. Or how about hop onto our app, and here's where you can find the game, where we're playing it, in case you want to watch it. Like, there's just yeah, nothing. Yeah, in case you don't want to watch, and in case you don't want to watch the Chargers have back-to-back-to-back-to-back offensive penalties, in case you just want to watch something happen – you know, without 24 TV timeouts, maybe. It is crazy when you isolate the one game, like the Monday night or something, like how long, how many stretches of there are of just nothing happening. Because, mm. you know, on Sundays you got Red Zone on, you got a bunch of games on. There's not really a lull in the action. But when you just isolate one game, a lot of bullshit. I mean, you know, God bless ABC for not trying to add football to their Sunday schedule. Thank you for just conceding that. And they played the late game, but then they still had the early game blacked out. And it's like, dude, it's 10 a.m. You don't have to show me um, the the lady making an omelet in the copper pans. Put a fucking game on. So where do you have to find these things? Like illegal buff streams? Just like well, reddit streams.org? I mean, yeah. 
illegal.buffstreams.net and um yeah i mean honestly wnba league pass is cheap as hell oh, okay so they do cover the the playoffs because most of those league passes just kind of crap out once the playoffs start they're all if i if i look back and i find out that that early game from this last weekend was on cbs sports network and they had it blacked out on the WNBA app. I'm gonna kill someone. I'm gonna find Phil Sims, and I'm gonna yeah. end his life. I like to think that Phil spoke up in that meeting. It was like, <laughs> "How can we fuck this league?" Uh, all right. Hey, let's. I got a quick one. Um, hey, maybe you guys can throw in here too. And this is it's a go to every season, but there's some commercials floating around. That uh, are just baffling to me, and they keep showing up, and I want to talk about them. Uh, there's a direct TV ad that uh, it's obviously Halloween themed. Guy going around in a Jason mask with a chainsaw. So I just have a quick problem with this one because Jason has appeared in twelve different films, has never used a chainsaw once. This is a common misconception of the character. He doesn't use a chainsaw. Why do commercials continue to do this? It's 2021. We have the internet. We know what this guy has done through 12 movies. Back in like 1991, when you had to go with a hockey mask with a chainsaw, maybe. But why now? Can you explain? Why aren't you bored by the Jason movies? I was thinking that when there was this new movie, the new Halloween movie. I am, by the way. I am bored by They are boring. They're boring and... It's always it's 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 become like a real task to try to explain how this motherfucker is not dead after the last movie. Like either he's supernatural or he's not. I I know that they kind of touched on it in the Freddy versus Jason series, but Michael Myers isn't in that shit. He's not supernatural. You can kill no. this dude. He's a dude. He's a crazy kid who's big. He's like he, he just uh, just fucking stab him in the head. He's got a brain. Um, yeah, I, they are running out of steam and that's why there hasn't been a new Jason movie in, I think like 12, 13 years now. So good. they haven't been coming out. Well, if you want and, to spice him up, give him a fucking chainsaw. Maybe that'll do something. At least, Or let LeBron James play Jason. That's always been my angle. He is a huge fan of the series. At some point he wanted to get in and start producing the movies. It's like, dude, you play Jason. Everything's better at that point. If you see Space Jam 2, do not let him anywhere near. You don't. You put a mask on him. He doesn't have to act. He just has to run around and look scary. Then why is he That's in That's true. Just we know he's under there? Well, he dunks yeah. at some point. He kills someone with a dunk. Ooh, he dunks their head. That's perfect. Nicely done. And then, and uh, then he does the LeBron thing. He does the like. With their blood. Yeah. He, cla- he claps. Yeah. Yeah. He oh. claps your blood into dust. Yeah. Hell yeah, dog. That's. That's good writing right there. This could save football commercials. This could save LeBron's acting career. It could no, save that's... the Friday the 13th franchise. Let's make this happen. Um, powers that be. Uh, okay, next commercial. You guys probably saw this one. It's a Geico commercial where we see a football team execute a perfect trick play. They pretend that the football is a baby. I don't know if you guys saw this one. There's a receiver in motion. He's pushing a stroller. The defense is distracted by how cute the kid in the stroller is. The defenders are playing peekaboo, but 
they've secretly passed the towel back, which contains the baby, but really it's just a football and then a lineman runs into the end zone. And okay, here's where it gets stupid. The Geico guy says, we don't need any more trick plays, but we could all use some more ways to save. So what I'm confused on is the trick play worked in the commercial. So is the message that the other companies are deceiving you and that's how they keep on winning? Or is the message that Geico is the losing team who plays by the rules but gets easily distracted? I don't understand what's going on here. The The play works. So when they're saying we don't need more trick plays, if the trick play works, we, we do need them. Nobody thought of the Philly special until it happened and it worked. The baby trick works. I'm upset at the announcer. Is there a rule that a gecko is allowed is not allowed to play football? Like, well, part of this I left out. The ain't refs, no rule that says <laughs> the refs are looking through the rule book to see if the baby is allowed on the field, and this is part of the distraction. I see. It's been playing all weekend. I have not <laughs> seen it. I keep seeing the um the State Farm one where the pizza lady gives him a gallon of ranch. Mm. People really want to fuck Jake from State Farm. I was actually thinking about like the original Jake from State Farm was just kind of a white dude in an office, right? He was just some like, sure. yeah. actor guy. That dude is probably the only man on earth who's who should be justifiably uh, a Trumper because a better looking, more qualified black man took his job, literally took his job and potentially millions of dollars away from him and the chance to meet Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Well, you don't think it's like a Colonel Sanders situation where it's just kind of, he's, he's never one guy. Jake from state farm can just be played by one regular guy. And then a variety of athletes. Yeah. But the one guy who it was initially thought I'm, he thought I'm fucking Jake from state farm. I made up this character. This is my character. I'm the guy who wears the slacks in the commercial. I have the khakis on. And khakis? Then, and then they just were like, no, nah, we want this ripped as shit, big biceps, badass dude to replace you. And we never want to hear from you again. And he didn't. The thing is, people forget Black Jake from State Farm didn't get ripped until they re upped the deal. The original ads, he was not ripped. Do you think he decided to do that or they asked him to do it? I bet he just was like, fuck it. He probably was like, I might have to murder a cop, so let me just get ahead of this. Um, hey, all right. Getting past some commercials. Uh, it's not quite the quarter. We're not quite a quarter of the way through the season because of this new 17-game bullshit, but we're going to do our quarter season MVPs anyway. We did it last year. We did it the year before. It's a nice check-in on how the year's going. Um, Danny, care to explain and give us your quarter season MVP? Yeah, I mean, the last the last game is going to be meaningless for 90% of the teams, right? I mean, we have the 17th game, but so many people are going to be sitting it out. Four games feels like the quarter of the season. How else are we going to do it? Write in. Engage with us on social media if you have a better way to delineate the season into quarters. Uh, with that being said, this is my quarter MVP. Surprise pick, I feel like. Cordero Patterson. My quarter yeah. season MVP. That's right. Sorry, Jamel. 
Even though you no, got no. there's nothing to be said. Yeah, Why Cordell Patterson? Because he has given hope to all of us looking for a late career renaissance. Hey, guys. Hey, listeners. Where are you right now in your life? Probably not even close to where you want to be. Sure, you've got talent, but who the fuck cares? Everyone's got talent. It's about maximizing what you do best while balancing that with the needs of the marketplace so you can connect with a decision maker that believes in your potential. AKA, unless you're some kind of gifted celebrities kid, chances are your life has totally peaked and you don't even know it. You're just gonna bounce around from gig to gig, doing A plus work that goes unnoticed, then mm-hmm. B work that just gets you paid, then finally mm-hmm. C minus work that doesn't get you fired until you retire, having convinced yourself that you didn't want all that cool recognition and fame shit anyway. That's all of us. And until 2021, that was Cordero Patterson. Did you know he was a first round draft pick? Did you know that he was on the Raiders and the Bears? He's 30 years old, which is like 55 in football years. And yet after years of doing jack shit, he's somehow miraculously having three touchdown games and is one of the best players in fantasy at two fucking positions. I'm not saying don't give up on your dreams, all right? I'm definitely not saying keep working hard and you'll succeed, because that's bullshit. But every once in a while, the Galactic Lottery selects a random nobody for stardom just so it can keep all the rest of us sane. And that man is my quarter-season MVP. Keep killing it, Cordero. And maybe Netflix will option my screenplay, too. You never know. You just don't know. Oh, I love that this league can provides hope and stories like Cordero Patterson. Amazing uh, poll there, Danny. And the versatility on fantasy. He can play multiple positions. I mean, the guy's like a Charizard this season. I dropped him, too, for... I think so. Jesus. Him wearing 84 and playing running back, that is like, um, that's anti establishment. It's anti vax. That's a big tight end number in the league, actually. And he's playing running back. Might be the best 84 in the NFL right now. Yeah, there's no receivers that don't wear single digits but him. I mean, how do you guys feel about the single digit thing? I'm, uh, Really enjoying it. I say, fuck it. Make the whole team go in order. We go one through 52. And there's no other numbers, bro. How do you, you just ranking the players? Power rankings? Linemen wearing 40. Let's do it. True. And when defenders do it, it's a little annoying. I don't like a cornerback with a single digit. I do. That Cowboys corner, uh, you know. I hate the the team, but this guy um, is a stud. You don't want to see uh, you don't want to see a six covering a two. You know what I mean? Trayvon Diggs. Excuse me, I yeah. just wanted to look up his name. Yeah, he has like the most <clears throat> interceptions in the league. Doesn't mean the number's good. I would be traditional, actually. If I was wide receiver, eighty-eight, baby. Thin, a lanky eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. Just chock full of cocaine. Uh, Jamel, quarter season MVP, hit us. Um, football is about what goes on in between the lines, but 
There, it's also the game within the game, and then there's the game after the game, and then there's the game beyond the game. My quarter season MVP is the young woman rubbing her ass on Urban Meyer. I don't have her name. I don't have her name, but this woman is an important part of every season. Pretty much every year, there's a coach who is out of his depth, ready to quit, but he can't because he'll look like a bitch in front of the nation. And then that coach throws on his quarter sip sweater and goes down to whatever bar is closest to the marina in his town, and he gets trizzashed, trash bagged. And who is there to document this miraculous occasion? A 19-year-old girl with nothing to lose. A complete agent of chaos who doesn't give a fucking fuck about football, but just knows that old man is drunk and very rich. I'm going to go see what's up. And he kind of looks like my dad, who... No further comment. I'm going to go see what's (laughs) up with him. And next thing you know, there's a video on our Twitter Monday morning of an old man getting butt cheeks rubbed on him with no Mm -hmm. clue how to handle it. The memes that come from this, astounding. The gifts, endless. This is years of content from 40 seconds, from one Jason Derulo song. I do not know what your name is, but you are the MVP. Please head to the nearest Piggly Wiggly in Florida and collect your trophy. Hey, you've you've had this personally affect you, Jamo. The Jay Gruden videos rocked the planet when they came out. And, and now we have uh, Urban Meyer, who uh, just happens to be my quarter season MVP. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, thanks for setting me up there because it's just been so much fun. He is single-handedly saving this season for me personally because the guy just cares about winning, right? That's all we've ever heard about him. It's so painful for him to to not be winning these games. He's practically living at the Jags team facilities, burning the midnight oil, watching tape, obsessing over how to give his team an edge. Except for when he's at the college bar, uh, you know, cheating on his wife. That's when he's not obsessing about winning. Um, And he was probably the quarter season MVP even before these videos came out. Just him like almost shedding tears over being 0-2. He had this weird press conference where it was way too personal. And the Tim Tebow thing that he did in the preseason and just kind of this, uh, he's thumbing his nose at the professional game that he cannot seem to figure out how to win one game at, but is just acting like he's God's gift of football. And then the viral videos come out and it's so good. He has to, I could, you could just imagine him going into Shad Khan's office. Shad's like, close that fucking door. <laughs> And Urban just has to explain what happened. <laughs> it's just Urban apologizing, bowing, begging for his job. And it's so fun to imagine. He has to now do the, the team locker room speech of the, hey, guys, I fucked up. 
Oh, you think he would do I fucked up? You don't think he would like pretend and be like, all right, there's been a lot of distractions. There's been a lot of distractions. Well, it's time for us to buckle down. Well, he apologized for being a distraction. And then today, uh, he had... there was the report about how he did go into the locker room and speak to the players. And then the moment he walked out, everyone started laughing at him. I mean, because that's funny as hell. Every dude on that team has been horny after hours. It's hilarious to see. Come on. It's over. And it's over in such a spectacular way. Like Jamel was saying, that woman is a hero. She might have saved Trevor Lawrence's career. Straight up. Straight up. Also, Urban Meyer might have thought that was Trevor Lawrence in the bar, and they were just hanging out. I'm telling you. What happens to these ladies who fuck recruits for college booster programs? They grow up, and then they fuck old men. They fuck over old men. I'm not, we're not sure that Urban yeah, not uh, sure. Yeah, you know, he, closed the deal here. It seemed like he um, wasn't ready. He didn't seem ready to move from that bar stool or drink water or do anything. He apparently said the, the his story, version of events was these people wanted to take a picture with him and then started buying him drinks and he should have refused but then they wanted to dance and he was like, it got out of hand. That's and so, yada, yeah. yada, yada of it. That's like the part where it's like, things got out of hand. <laughs> it was out of my control. It was a whirlwind. Couldn't stop. Yeah. It. I like, you know, my bad. Um, I was just thinking, I feel like we don't have any Nick Saban video like this when he left Miami. And I just wonder like, is he either just straight up at a gay bar or is he making 19-year-old girls, like, run routes. I imagine Nick Saban <laughs> at the bar putting on seven-on-sevens. <laughs> I also like the fact that um, Urban played Cincinnati Thursday night and then was in, stayed in Ohio instead of flying back with the team. Yep. Probably in the back of his mind being like, I got three nights to just kind of lose my shit, go fucking crazy. Yeah. Throwing up in the back of his mind because his fucking <laughs> real mind is so drunk. Um. Okay, well, thank you, Urban Meyer. Thank you, Cordero Patterson. And thank you, nameless blonde woman in bar. Uh, you don't know how much you do for this game that we love. Y'all did it, man. Honorable mention to Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, he's getting paid. He's on a team. NFL Sports Talk Football. You might not be the MVP of the NFL, but you know who the MVP of phone applications is? It's Spotify Green Room, bitch. This is a brand new live audio only sports talk platform. Platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes sometimes, insiders, a lot of real writers. The writers are in there. I know y'all like writing. So uh, check that out. Yo. Come on, boy, Spotify Green Room. We're on Spotify Green Room leading up to the Monday night games, 5 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern. If you don't want to hear fucking Yo. Ed Hockey Lee jerking off to, uh, you know, Manning clips, this is it, Yo. baby boy. Once again, that's Spotify Green Room Starter Room. Join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. 
And you can play music on there. It's owned by Spotify. Get a little ambiance. Get the mood right. Danny loves that type of stuff. You can follow me at Jugman703. Uh, you can follow the boys at Dan Hardigan, at Daniel Hardigan, and, and Danny Solomon. They're on there with me uh, with a bunch of other really cool folks. Spotify Green Room, the greenest room Spotify has to offer. NFL Sports Talk Football. Hey, you know who I should have picked this week? Spotify Green Room. Oh, wait, I already did. Come listen to the boys every week on Spotify Green Room, 5 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern. Or, hey, you can start your own room, man. <coughs> Sorry, I'm, it makes me sick how awesome this app is. You don't have to come to our room. You can start your own room. Hey, guess what? You can record your room. You can create a whole motherfucking podcast on this thing. Follow me at Jugman703. Follow the boys at Sorry Love Football. Listen to whoever. Join the conversation. It's Spotify Green Room. Download it for free right now in the iOS App Store or wherever you get your phone applications. Gracias. Yo. It's true. Uh, okay. Let's get into our week five picks and previews. But first, let's talk about week four. Uh, Danny won the week handily. 11 wins. My Jamal God. and I tied for eight wins. Danny um, Dimes. Yeah. Fucking yeah, Daniel Dimes. Disgusting. Just a disgusting thing to see is the Saints implode. But Jamel's still in the lead, 41 and 20 on the season. Danny's at 39 and 25, two games behind. And I'm at 38 and 26 in last place. Uh, it's still all very close. It's all going to be very fun. And let's get into a tough one. I don't know where we're all going to uh, land here. Thursday night, Rams at Seahawks. Uh, I think we were all over the Seahawks against that Niners team last week. Then the Rams, just kind of a head scratcher get their fucking doors blown off at home by the Cardinals. Um, Danny, what do you make of this? I mean, I think it was, I think the Cardinals are doing what they always do in the beginning of the season, looking fucking amazing before everyone realizes that they have a ceiling and it's not going to be a Super Bowl victory for Cliff Kingsbury. You're not going to see Cliff Kingsbury holding up that trophy. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw cold water on that vision that some of you might have out there watching Kyler. Kyler's great. Receivers are great. Good offense. Defense playing well. Unsustainable. The Rams are actually more sustainable than me. The defense, maybe they'll have a bad game here or there, but they're one of the best in the league. Stafford's the missing piece to the offense. Cooper Cup lighting it up. So they have a bad game. Everybody's got a shitty game. Happens to be in the division. Whatever. I like the Rams. I don't like the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks are very good. I think every year, Russell Wilson is just kind of a one-man show having to do it all, and then he gets tired of it because he's got God. He'd rather just hang out with God than worry about you know, making sure all of his top-flight receivers eat in a game and making sure Chris Carson gets the touchdowns that would have helped me win my fantasy game this week. That's really what I'm yeah. talking about. That's what I'm mad about is Chris Carson not getting to cook. Nobody Alex Collins stole the touchdowns. 
I don't think Pete Carroll knows what he's doing, to be honest. Every year since they've won the Super Bowl, he's made a gigantic miscalculation in what his team is capable of. This whole let, let Russ cook thing shouldn't even be a thing. Russ should have been cooking this whole time. Or not. Make a fucking decision about it. My thing, how dare you uh, bring up God in quarterbacking as if they don't complement each other greatly. Okay? Russell's relationship with the Lord is all about winning football games, in my opinion. Um, that's the only reason they've ever been okay. Fastest to 100 wins this past week uh, for a quarterback start to their career. Um, you know what? I'm going to pick Seahawks because they're at home, and I don't like Sean McVay's little swarmy face. So how about that? No, you're the tiebreaker. Hold on. Who the cards got again? We're talking Ram Seahawks. Oh, I'm bugging. I was like, because I kept hearing, I heard fucking, we're talking about Cliff. That's how hot Cliff Kingsbury is. Um, That's my, I, I, I made a, I fucked up because I really made it more about the Cardinals being good for that one week than I did about the Rams losing. But nah. I, for why the Rams will win. No, no, that was me. I was, uh, I got, I got some fan mail that I just like the mailman threw it at me. Hit me in the head. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Seahawks here because I am a glutton for punishment. Hurt me, daddy. Yeah, you're hurt. Okay, next game. Jets at Falcons. One sentence game. We don't have to spend much time here. Uh, it hurt. It pains me to, to pick the Falcons, but I'm going to. Why would I ever think the Falcons can could do anything good, but I'm picking them. I also will pick the Falcons, thanks to my man, Cordero Patterson. I'm going to pick the Jets because I still feel bad about not knowing what was going on 30 seconds ago. My last two picks have been penalty picks mm-hmm. for not knowing what was happening. Go Jets. That's fair. Hey, Jets got their first win. I don't know how the Titans blew that game. It's just embarrassing. Jamel, you have a lot of explaining to do. We'll get to the Titans soon. Okay, Lions Oof. at Vikings. Um, hey, it's an NFC North clash. The Lions have to win one game this year. Do they? They have to. Also, what's more important to me is that TJ Hawkinson figure out how to leave Earth again. He came back to Earth, and he should have never... Go back out to space, man. We don't want you here. I do think Jamel is right. The Lions should and will win a game out of 17 this season. But why would it be this one? It's it's definitely not going to be against a very irritated, very unvaccinated Kirk Cousins. So, yeah. go Vikings. Delvin Cook's going to regain... Some of his uh, some of his knee strength, and just stomp all over whatever's left of the Lions' defense. Um, this is my last. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick for real after this, but I'm actually picking the Lions. Unbelievable! Because I don't know. Let me catch up. I just I just don't know who to, what to believe. Like this point in the year, like I still don't know who's who. 
what's what, who's good, who's bad, what's a defense. So I'm going to give him one last shot. I can already taste Red Lobster just from you saying that. Or whatever shitty restaurant you guys decide. Also, the Lions, uh, first team in I think like 50 or 60 years, they made uh, three red zone trips in their first three possessions. Zero points last game. Sad. (laughs) Almost impossible. Okay, uh, Saints at team. Jameis Winston coming to D.C., just that sentence right there should get should send chills down your spine. Jesus, man. We don't know what he's going to do. Well, we know he's going to throw for 500 yards. We do know that. Okay. It's still, I mean, we beat the Falcons, but it wasn't because we could stop the Falcons. It is interesting to me that we have to discuss this game in terms of the shitty – Saints offense and the shitty team defense. Yeah. But that's where we're at. And it feels to me like if you if you look at it, you guys beating the Falcons, there's no reason to be angry about that. But the Saints lose into the Giants. You gotta be pissed. I was with a Saints fan watching the first half of that game. He was livid. And livid teams get up for the next game. So Saints. It's in D.C., which is really in favor of the Saints, to be quite honest. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how good we are at home. I'm going to pick the team. I'm just riding. I'm just I'm just riding this bullshit wave all the way to the cellar. I am also selecting the team in this game. Um, they showed some heart. I know it was Atlanta, who's probably the worst defense in the league besides Philly and Kansas City, but um, that, I don't know. They fight for their – they seemed like they really wanted to win the game. Terry McLaurin just seems scary enough to the other te- to his own team where I feel like they don't want to let him down. And they got some dudes that actually command some attention and respect. So I don't think they're giving up on this season quite yet. I don't know what to make of the Saints. They're kind of – but hey, two and two is nice. I like being two and two. I kind of like, but this, you know, classic football team, like we'll trick you into thinking we're okay for a, as long as possible. And then the wheels really come off. And that could be this week. Jameis might throw a 200 yard touchdown. All right. Pats at Texans. Uh, Pats across the board moving on. Yep. Uh, Zero interest in that game. I will not watch even a YouTube clip of it. Okay. Dolphins at Bucks. Um, hey, Richard Sherman's back. Hey, and he's making plays. It's odd. And he's also oh, and he's also wearing single digits. Ugh, really? Isn't he? I think so. I'll, full disclosure, I did not watch the return of Tom Brady. I... Was on, I was on said plane. I was watching uh, a uh, documentary called The Truffle Hunters on, on the Delta app. But I believe that the Bucks are, you know, even though they couldn't really make it a blowout against a pretty shitty Pats team, I think this is where the blowout happens. Because the, the Dolphins, 
maybe bottom eight, bottom eight team, because there are some deliciously bad teams out there, but they're among them. So the Bucks should just kick their dicks off. I've decided Leonard Fournette can only catch in the rain. If it's not raining, he's dropping that bitch. And I mean, the Bucks are still going to win, but I'm I am a Ronald Jones truther until my dying day. Folks, I'm picking the Dolphins. Wowzers. Jacoby Brissett, Tom Brady revenge game. We're going to the actual revenge. Last week, that wasn't revenge. Jacoby Brissett was a Tom Brady backup. He wants his revenge. And, uh, you know, we got um, the coach. His name is escaping right now. Brian Flores also wants revenge. And they're fucking desperate. They really need a win. The Dolphins seem terrible right now. And uh, I say, why not? Well, wait, a big emotional game last week for the Bucks. Now it's a letdown time. Well, All right. Flores wants revenge against Tom Brady because Tom Brady was coached by the guy he really wants revenge against. Yes. <laughs> transfer like that. Okay. Triple, uh, triple layer revenge. It happens. Packers at Bengals. I texted Jamel. It was 14 0 at halftime. Uh, Jags on top of the Bengals, and I was like, Bengals are winning this game. And then you my sure boy did. Joe Bur- Joe Burrow orchestrated a Cincinnati miracle and beat the Jags. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna pick them to beat the Packers. Fuck it. Nah, I love the I, Kamikaze, dude. I'm loving this Bengals season. They're three and one. They're playing loose. They have really good receiver skill position players. Burrow's really fucking good. Three and one Bengals, that's exactly the situation you don't want to bet on the Bengals. When they're feeling good, when they're feeling themselves and it starts to seem like it could be a real thing, and then Aaron Rodgers waltzing in town, no way. Packers. I mean, I'm excited for the Burrow Rodgers shootout that is impending. I think America needs to see something like this. Go pack, go. I think America wants to see the Bengals in the playoffs. You know, somebody needs to play that first Saturday game. That's true. Does does America even like Tigers? How many Tigers are like, okay, the Exxon uses a Tiger, Tony the Tiger. Mm-hmm. All right, that's two Tigers. The baseball team. Yeah, whatever. Tiger Beat Magazine? Mm. Hell yeah. Now you, I'm sold. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Oh, Y'all? shit. There are lots of tigers. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Um, hey, we picked that game. Let's go to Broncos Steelers. Uh, did you guys see the post-game spat be- between Vic Fangio and John Harbaugh? Pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's nice. Pretty good stuff. Uh, Vic Fangio is mad that the Ravens wanted to break a record to keep this hundred plus yards rushing streak alive. And uh, then, cause he, and then Vic Fangio was like, they, that was meaningless. They shouldn't have done that. And then I guess uh, John Harbaugh was like, well, you guys were throwing into the end zone down 16. And last I heard, there's not a 16 point touchdown. So you also did it. And I think that was a good point. That's a great point. But I mean, they're just, they're just upset that Teddy Bridgewater got killed again. 
Yeah. He's got a concussion. He'll be back. But until then, we get to see the return of Drew Locke, who couldn't suck more. If yeah. I, is, Can I do a caveat where if Teddy plays Broncos win, if Locke plays Steelers win? Sure. If that's- I'm going to I'm going Steelers either way. They're due a win. They're at home. They're not going to lose every home game this season. Um, that defense still is good and has a lot of pride. They blocked a field goal for a touchdown against the pack that they called offsides on, but no one was offsides. And that I don't think they would have won, but that team still is trying to create plays. And like they still like think they're good and like belong in the elite. So the Steelers are going to win games. Ben is so especially awesome. against yeah, and this oh Ben's terrible. Ben's terrible. Cut his so, butt, and that is why Dwayne Haskins was on my MVP list. Never have I seen a starting quarterback be so bad with no controversy behind him. No one wants to see Haskins. No one's asking for it. I thought he looked good in the preseason. No one cares. The entire country, every pregame show including the stadium network would rather see ben roethlisberger trot his old decrepit ass out there and do absolutely nothing than watch Dwayne haskins try at all and that is true bravery that's heroism he's he's keeping the team together with his unbelievable shittiness he sees that ben is so shitty he's like i gotta be worse than ben Keep everybody in line. He's just he's doing his part, is what I'm saying to you. Nice work, Simba. Uh also Haskins, we don't know if he has a gray penis, so not sure he's right for the Steelers quarterback position. That's fair. Because Ben Roethlisberger confirmed. No, nah, I'm picking the Steelers dude. <laughs> yeah. the Steelers. Uh Mason Rudolph, you gotta assume. Okay, Eagles at Panthers. Um I don't know. What's there to even say? What's there to even say? I already said I mean, y'all got a chance to win, I guess. I'm picking the Panthers, but it'll be okay. I'll also pick the Panthers. I'm tempted by starting Jalen Hurts again because he's just such a garbage time maniac. But Panthers, good defense. They got kind of pushed around by the Cowboys. But, you know, Cowboys are Cowboys. Eagles are the Eagles. Give me the Panthers. It's like I, I said I was never going to pick the Eagles again this whole season, but I want the point here because I do think that they could win. But I'm going to pick the Panthers and play it safe because I have no faith in this Eagles team or organization or coaching staff or mm-hmm. most of the players. Yeah, I'm out. For those reasons, I'm out. Titans at Jags. One sentence? Uh yeah, one sentence for sure. Uh, that sentence is Urban Meyer versus Coach Jamel. Man, the Titans are in a bad way. Like, like we've seen the Titans lose games, but it's not typically when Derrick Henry has two touchdowns and goes for 150. This is exactly the scenario that I envisioned when people were trying to t- trade – Julio to me. It's like, we're never going to see Julio again. He's going to disappear one day. He's going to have like, just to, they're going to say he tweaked his hammy or something. His ankle hurts. 
he'll be gone until week 17. Uh, that said, it doesn't. You don't need any receivers to beat the Jags where they're at right now. So Titans in a blowout. Yeah, come on, Titans, get right, man. Divisional win, we need it. Yeah, I mean, this Jags team. I, I had like kind of a contrarian play there, where it's just like, oh, maybe they they're laughing at their coach. It loosens everybody up, and they just go get a win. But I'm like, no, more likely is he has to uh, step down from his role as head coach unceremoniously, and then the team goes 0-17, and it's a fucking tire fire. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, and then they have to watch him coach USC in a bowl game this same year. Uh, Hey, Browns at Chargers. This is probably the game of the day. Uh, Chargers look great. They're 3-1. The Browns are finding ways to win. Uh, It's so weird, like, their defense shows up one day and then Baker looks fucking atrocious. Like they won 14 to seven against the Vikings. The Vikings have a really good offense. So that Browns D really is real. Um, and then the chargers great Monday night win. I'm picking the Browns because the chargers dodged a bullet last night. Had the Raiders kicked that field goal, they were going to lose that game. Had they made that field goal in the fourth. Oh, I see what you're saying. I agree. There's something about Herbert that's a little bit limited to me. Even though everybody's trying to suck his dick, it's like he just keeps moving his dick away from your mouth. So you can't quite get onto it. <laughs> that's my move. That's how I get down. I go on I go on two and a half Tinder dates and I say, Ooh, oh, gotta be quicker than that. Oh, oh. And something about the Chargers defense, like they're great at rushing the passer, but Baker Mayfield doesn't really pass that much. They they'll just run it hundred times with the, their two per, RB1s that they have on this team that you should just always draft one or the other or both and start them both all season long. So, Browns. Why does Baker play worse when Beckham is on the field? I don't think they like each other. I don't think they're friends, and I think Baker feels insecure about that. Believable. What's not Baker seems infinitely likable. Like the whole team loves him, the city loves him. I mean, Beckham has been a noted weirdo for a long time, but like you got to get on board. It's the quarterback. Well, I'm just saying you could. I I could see that. Like you know, Baker's like loose and fun loving until he sees Odell. Like you know, Baker mm, he preseason training camp he's dancing, he's loose, and then Odell's like the fuck you think you a fucking fly girl you think this is a living color i dance way better why, than you but why does odell have to carry himself like that he I hasn't mean, hopefully ever done shit true. either contrarian man he, he doesn't, he doesn't he, want to follow your rules odell's the, the Kyrie of the nfl he's as close as we have yeah he's the joker as they all are <laughs> uh i'm gonna pick the chargers here fair i like herbert and i think that uh you know, somebody's mouth is gonna is gonna connect, and <laughs> with what he's flopping around down there, uh, I just think that I, I think it's all coaches because they're up twenty one zero at half, I, I think, and it just seems like the play calling gets kind of their tight buttholes, and the Browns aren't gonna ha- take over the stadium like the Raiders did, like that that was a home Raiders game. <laughs> And I think the team felt that a little bit, and the Chargers felt weird. There's not that many Browns fans in Los Angeles. There's like 
There's like 3,000. Not travel, dude. A trip to LA. Not 80,000. It's a great trip. You can convince the kids to go. You make it a thing. You go to Disneyland on Saturday. You go to the game on Sunday. It's just too easy. That's why the LA doesn't care if the Chargers are popular. They're going to get the money either way from our fans or yours. doesn't matter. It all goes into the city. All right, Chargers victory there. The thing no one in America wants is the Chargers to be good, and they're going to be good. All right, uh, Bears at Raiders. Raiders. Whoa. Chicago Osos. Whoa. Okay. I'm going to give the Raiders this one as well. I thought – I don't know what happened that first half. They did it the week before, too, against the Dolphins. They fell behind 14-0. So if they could just figure out how to play the first half, the Raiders will be fine. It seems like the Raiders should win, but you get one shocker a week. This is my this is my yeah. mind blower. My shocker this week is Dolphins beating the Bucks, mm. And the Bengals beating the Pats. Well, the I, Packers. Think, I opened with three shockers. So if one of them hits, I'll be happy. I don't think... You know, fucking okay. I guess the Jets doing anything kind of counts. Yeah, that's shocking. It's they just won last week, so it's less shocking. But okay, mm. uh, Niners at Cardinals, also potential game of the week status right here. Is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it? Are they going to trot out a hurt Jimmy G for no fucking reason? Man, uh, what's up with the Niners just handcuffing themselves? to a decrepit fucking fragile Jimmy G. They just can't move on. They can't just be like, this is Trey Lance's team now. Hey, let me tell you guys something. I don't think the Shanahans know how to deal with quarterbacks. Yeah, you've dealt with this yourself. I think Mike Shanahan wandered his way into a near-perfect John Elway, and since then, it's been ass and fucking (laughs) destruction. You didn't like Jake the Snake? Jake Plummer. Oh, that was ass, him too. Okay. Ass and destruction. Oh, in Denver. I forgot he had him next. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, he Denver Jake was smooth. He wasn't all that, but he was fine. They didn't kill him, at least. That's fair. But Denver Jake seemed like he was kind of like a Kyler, where it didn't matter what play you called. He would just kind of slither around and, and find a, a play. A lot of bootleg yeah. going on during yeah. that era. Um, but, you know, the, the, Trey Lance just probably really sucks right now. I mean, he might not, he, he just, playbook seems hard to learn. And it's probably pretty big in the Shanahan verse. So, you know, you got to give the guy some time. Jimmy G's going to try to play. And that, that is the doom of the Niners this week. So I'm, I'm picking the cards. Yeah, Cardinals. Ooh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I'm picking the Niners. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a big mistake. Um, I yeah this this quarterback thing is killing the Niners. I really think they should just commit to Trey oh, Lance wait. and move on. Never mind. I'm taking the Cardinals. I forgot Trent Williams isn't playing, right? I don't think so. I think he got. Yeah, hurt. yeah, yeah. Sorry, cards. You can do an if. You can do an if or. No Cardinals. Um. <laughs> and I know, Danny, you're saying you don't. You're not believing this thing. For me, it's just is Kyler healthy. And right now, yes. So I'm going to pick, I'm going to ride with him until he gets his inevitable injury because he is 
fucking awesome. <laughs> Kyler Murray is I is one of those problem guys where if he's in the playoffs, like if it's third and eighteen, he can just get it. He can just fucking run around a little bit and kind of make some magic happen. He's got a little Mahomes in him. He's not as good as Mahomes because the offense because the coach is nowhere near as good as your coach. But in terms of just playmaking and ability, like God damn, the guy's good. I mean, they, somebody's going to smack him around one game, and and the the whole optimistic feeling is going to turn south. But until oh, I see what you're saying. Like, nuts. so Mahomes is Scooby. We've always said he's Scrappy. Sometimes in those cartoons, Scrappy gets caught by the ghost, and Scooby has to go save him. Mm-hmm. I was Scooby never really gets caught. Ball, though, Chiefs cards. I mean, oh, that'd be incredible stuff. Bet the over if that's the Super Bowl. All right, uh, Giants, Cowboys. I don't know, man. The Cowboys are really good. Cowboys. Yep. It's unfortunate. They got really good players on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it sucks that their defense uh, is coming around because that was the last thing you wanted to see. Yeah, they just multiple guys with cowboy collars. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say either. I don't want to talk about it, but um, yeah, they're they're a pretty good team. Okay, Bills at Chiefs. This is a fun one. Danny, okay. Last week you knew you were going to win. This week, what are your feelings going into this game? This is a possible AFC Championship preview. It's a rematch from last year's AFC Championship. You know the Bills want this one badly. I think... There is a there is a definite case to be made for me to be optimistic about the Chiefs this week. We've owned the Bills. I think even defensively, even though we suck just the worst kinds of dick, we seem to know something about Josh Allen that slows him down. Uh, and you know, people are saying their defense is great, but they haven't played anyone. I mean, the the, the quarterbacks that the Bills have played against Taylor Heineke, probably the best out of all of them. Totally washed Big Ben. Can't even rape anymore. Jacoby Brissett and Davis Mills. Those are the four QBs. So you want to crown the Bills defense, you go ahead. But this is the real test for them. That said, I'm picking the Bills. Why? Because it worked in my favor last week. I picked the Eagles. The Chiefs won. I'm picking the Bills. Go Chiefs. Oof. I mean, damn. Where's the game? KC. KC, baby. Chiefs. Yeah, I'm picking the Chiefs as well, but the Bills deserve a lot of credit. They're they're taking care of business. They're beating bad teams. That's what you have to do. You That's know you who doesn't? Do. I wish and they're Chiefs. fucking killing bad teams. I wish we had played any real bad teams the first four weeks of the fucking season. We didn't get Would've any nice. who really sucks. Well, the Eagles aren't great. They're not great, but they're not bottom ten. Yes, they are. They're nineteen. They're bad. The Eagles are really bad. <laughs> it's about as bad of a team as I can think of right now. You got pieces. Uh, sure. Uh, okay. Colts at Ravens Monday night. Uh, I can't wait to watch Wentz. I haven't got to watch a full game of him yet this season. Uh, that's I'm gonna. It's like delightful for me. It's like the Urban Meyer debacle. Watching Carson Wentz is very fun. And give me the Ravens. Yeah, there's no earthly chance that the Colts win another game against a good team. Yeah, go Crazins. 
so Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. That's so Ravens. Um, right. You've got mail. Okay. Hey, let's get to our mailbag. Every week, mail shows up at Sorry We Love Football headquarters. We got packages. We got envelopes. We got, I don't know, Amazon weird packages. But just keep sending the shit. Uh, I have a letter. I'm just going to read my letter first. You know, I always let other people read letters first. I'm reading my shit. Here it is. I got a letter here. It's from me 20 years into the future. Wow. Okay, here's what I had to say or have to say. I don't know. This is from future me. It says, hey, guys, love the show. Uh, I was just watching an NFL Network countdown that had the Brady returns to New England as the number one revenge game of all time. You know what I haven't thought of once in the past 20 years? That Tom Brady Bucks versus Patriots Sunday night game from 2021. The game was hyped as the game of the century. Then it was just okay. And then everyone reported on it like it was the greatest thing that's ever happened. Was I missing something then? Am I still missing something now? Should I rewatch the game? No? Okay, great. Let's all move on. Uh, signed me in 2041. Nah, yeah, you meant the uh, part where Tom Brady doesn't throw a touchdown to win the game that was the best part people actually it's like um avant-garde to do that i my thing is i don't think there's much revenge to be had when the guys already won six super bowls together that's the thing that's missing from it when montana goes back to i i and they didn't it doesn't it doesn't check out but the coverage of this thing bothers me to no end the game wasn't good well, and it's, but whatever i think that i think what made it all worth it was the under two second hug that was that was just trey mag i told you no no eye contact huh Not told you in a second of just man-to-man respect from those two it was all just let's get this moment over with there was some talk that belichick went and visited the bucks locker room i don't think that if that happened, I don't think it was, you know, uh, two old friends catching up. Yeah, it was because the bathroom was busted on the other side of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Bill Fields, nothing. He has no joy, pain. Uh, it's it's just a, a sucking void. And you My know, it meant, is, some, it meant something yeah. to Belichick because he put the, uh, he had the cutoff hoodie on. <laughs> he was dressed up for that game. Yeah. He put his tux I just on. Don't understand, like, oh, one of these teams and one of these guys really got the bad end of things. Like, they won six Super Bowls together. I don't feel bad for either guy. What's the story here? Oh, I, Tom has to come back and play it. Okay, he's already played there a million times. Yeah, it's, I'm not saying it's not interesting, but it's not game you of got the century. Mail. They have which, breakup. if you go right now on NFL Films or uh, NFL Throwback YouTube, they have top 10 revenge games of all time. That's already number one. They just already just put it there. It makes no sense. Uh, Danny, do you have a letter? Yeah, I do. Um, have I ever tried just digging in the bottom of the bag? I don't think so. I think you should give it a run, yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, shit. Well, we really lucked out, guys, because when you speak of the devil, he shall appear. This is from Coach Urban Meyer. Hey, guys. Love the show. You probably saw that I officially apologized to the team and my family for my behavior at the bar over the weekend. But because I know you guys are cool, I'm going to be straight with you. 
None of this is a big deal. Not to the Jaguars, not to my wife and kids, and not to my God. Because everyone in the South knows that if you dance with a college girl and jizz in your own pants, it's not adultery. It's not anything. That's why I signed with Jacksonville, so I could continue to do what every Southern football coach has done since the earliest days of the game. Grind on 18-year-old girls until I ejaculate, and this is very important, in my own pants. Women in the South have always understood this. Every cotillion or debutante ball in the South is just an excuse to grind dance until the man nuts respectfully into his own pantaloons. The Lord gives it the thumbs up too. If your dick ain't out, you're still devout. But the Northern media wants to drum up conflict just because we're losing games and I'm setting fire to Trevor Lawrence's career. Well, good luck getting anyone below the Mason Dixon to give a fuck. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have the Tennessee Titans to prepare for and a pair of new jeans to purchase. Thank you, Coach Urban Meyer. Hey, Urban Outfitters, bro. That's my suggestion. That's a good idea. I should have written that. One flaw in that. What do you mean you should have written that? That's a letter from Coach Urban Meyer. (laughs) I'm still reading it as Urban Meyer, so this was all part of it. Oh, I see. Sorry. That was I stepped all over you. My bad. But I agree, you know. He didn't really take his dick out. There's no crime. No slime. On video? No, there is no crime in that video. I will agree with that. It's just uh, a gross situation. You should be able to grind on any woman you want within the boundaries of your marriage. That yeah. woman was grinding on him, I would say. I think he was just kind of making He's himself available. Firmly planted, wide base. Feet shoulder width apart. That's just how they took it. Yeah. Jamel, you got a letter? Uh, yes, I have a letter. This letter comes to us from Ryan Vermillion uh, from an undisclosed location. Uh, hi, guys. This is trainer, still current trainer of the Washington football team, Ryan Vermillion. First, I want to say I love the show. And Sec, I just wanted to write into you guys and clarify a few things. Over the weekend, the football team facility was searched. I guess technically you could say raided by federal agents in connection to an investigation that I am currently a part of. I just want to let you all and America know that this has nothing to do with the football team. What happened was a man conned my grandma into giving him $350,000. He was telling her for months that a new version of Costco just for old people was opening. And all she had to do was give him $350,000, which she then did. I drove to Kentucky to kill this man with a team dumbbell crossing state lines transporting a dead body makes this a federal investigation i just want to let the fans know the team had nothing to do with this i acted alone i also paid for the dumbbell i asked him to take it out of my check don't worry team football activities are going to go off as normal i will be in prison and that's fine I'm glad he's dead. 
And also, I have been selling antibiotic steroids up and down the eastern seaboard. But that also has nothing to do with the football team. Trying to help my grandma get this $350,000 back. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Anyway, carry on. Hail team. It's true. Really had nothing to do with any of the other crimes the Washington football team has been involved in. Nothing to do with the upskirt calendar. Nothing to do with any page wage, pay wage things. Nothing to do with shit falling on fans. Nothing to do with fraudulent cancer research. None of that. A man acting alone. Gotta love it. You must. Hey, seems like that's our show for the week. Uh, my final thoughts are, I'm sorry that that's, that's, that's the end of our show for the week. I'm also sorry, although I'm not sorry about my final thought, which is happy birthday, Travis Kelsey. Only a couple weeks removed from Patrick Mahomes' birthday when they have such a connection. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry uh, that birthdays exist. Sorry. Sorry.